in his um, Monday newsletter to the nation through Ramaphosa said yesterday he does love a challenge. He's not good at meeting and overcoming challenges, but he does love challenges, things that we see as a crisis or a serious problem. He goes, he has a challenge. We can fix things. So he said in that newsletter to the nation yesterday that um, grey listing, the announcement by the Financial Action Task Force on Friday that South Africa is being grey listed, um, is, is you know, it's, it's not as bad as is being portrayed because it's an opportunity for us to fix things. The fact that we had an opportunity before the announcement that we're being grey-listed to fix things and didn't quite manage it, I don't know whether that passed him by or whether he chose deliberately not to notice it. We're joined now by Peter Kukumur, who's Head of Personal Investments at Coronation Fund Managers, the um, CISA, which is the um, Association of Savings and Investment uh, Professionals of South Africa. Uh, Peter Kukumur joins us now. Peter, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. From the from the viewpoint of the savings and investment industry, uh, how serious is grey listing? So it's a nuanced answer, but I mean, the, clearly the, the right starting point is it's a blow to SA's reputation. Um, we're only the second full member of the FATF um, after Turkey um, to be added to the grey list. I mean, many countries have been added and are on the grey list at the moment, but they typically smaller economies or um, call it offshore financial havens, places like the Cayman Islands or the UAE. Um, so for a, a, a major economy, a full member to be grey is, is, is not a good, good thing. Um, I think the, the nuanced part of the answer is what does it mean? Um, and the most important point I, th- I think to highlight is that the, the key risk that you're concerned about with grey listing is that you eventually may end up in a place where um, banks and other financial institutions in, in other countries wouldn't want to do business with its citizens, uh, with a country that's grey listed citizens. And, and we don't think that's likely in the, in the South African context. So we think some, some sand's been thrown in the gears here. It will have an impact and if you can't diminish this, but we don't think the impact will be very material in, in the, over the next um, few years in most cases. Okay, so, so the president was kind of uh, on point. Well, I, I won't call, I won't, I won't call um, not passing um, an international evaluation opportunity. I mean, I agree with you. Um, but um, insofar as this may lead to additional urgency in addressing the outstanding issues, maybe um, there's, there's some truth to what he said. Because one of the things I, uh, most people are inwardly focused, and understandably, we care first about ourselves. Most people, I mean, there's some people who care more about others before they care about themselves. So I suspect, suspect most people's response to the news as they struggle to understand what this grey listing thing is and why it's been done and, and so on is how's it going to affect my life and for somebody who has a bank account or a couple of bank accounts with one of the South African banks, they're probably not going to see any difference in the way that they do their banking and their banking is done on their behalf. I mean, I would agree. I mean, in the context of a South African individual with a local bank account, um, I mean, we all have been through the, the bureaucratic and painful experience when you want to open a new account or conduct certain financial transactions where you ask, um, some know your client information, you know, to provide proof of address and um, your your banking details and so on. So, 
That's in response to the Financial Intelligence Center Act of 2001. So it's been with, with us for a long time. And the greatest thing won't, won't really impact that type of transaction. There's some other areas where it could have some impact. So if you hold an offshore account, um, there's the possibility that South Africa um, may make, it's quite confusing uh, terminology-wise, but we, we may end up um, on the blacklist of other jurisdictions. So, for example, the European Union or the United Kingdom may decide that all South African account holders are now of a higher-risk nature, um, which w- would require um, enhanced supervision, which basically just means um, that the institution you do business with would, would more regularly, typically once a year, um, re-establish your credentials and effectively put you through that bureaucratic process of sending them pieces of paper concerning where you live and where you bank and what your tax number is, etc. But if, um, if I'm lucky enough to be able to afford an overseas <laughs> trip and I can manage the process of applying for a visa and I land in France and want to use my credit card or draw money Correct. from an ATM, that's not going to change. Correct. I mean, I think yeah. nothing, I don't think anything, I mean, so there's, I don't think there's anything in this announcement that massively increases the risk of South Africa losing correspondent banking relationships or South African individuals um, in good standing being precluded from, from operating foreign bank accounts. It's just a little bit more bureaucracy, potentially a bit more cost yeah. um, involved with that. So it's, it's a club we don't want to be a member of, and the sooner we do the things that get us out of that membership, the better. Correct. And unfortunately, the things that need to be done are things that are going to be hard for government to illustrate. I mean, because it really relates to uh, proving our commitment to um, the fight um, against terrorism. So it's responding to requests for global cooperation, typically from countries in the West with more alacrity um, than we've done in the past. Um, it's imp- implementation of targeted financial sanctions, um, which we have not done so well for with our accommodation of uh, Russian warships and the like um, recently, um, and um, and evidence of um, better enforcement activities, and more investigations by the Hawks, uh, more prosecutions of, um, of of bad actors in the economy involved in in money laundering and, and terrorist finance um, activities. Um, the two so cabinet ministers in, who are involved with the four cartels in Mpumalanga would be a good start. And that could be quite useful. Peter Kukuma, thank you very, very much indeed, Head of Personal Investments at Coronation Fund Managers.